Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, powered by Wildfire Radio. Where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? I'm your host, BJ, along with my co-host, Me Too, and this week we're checking out the Netflix animated series, Hilda. So stay tuned to the end to see what our lives will be like when I kidnap BJ and make him live in a cabin with me. Help, please. <laughs> nope, let's just get right into it. Beach, what were your initial reactions to Hilda? Okay, so Hilda is a really fun animated series. It's lighthearted, but it has these weird, fantastical elements. You and your partner recommended the show to me because you got some Adventure Time vibes from it, and I really love Adventure Time. Yes. Full disclosure, we just watched the pilot together for this review, but I have, we've both seen the full series, but we'll get into our (laughs) rating later. Either way, I really like seeing Hilda in this Scandinavian type culture. Mm -hmm. A lot of the fantastical elements come from, I guess, Scandinavian tradition and lore and stories that they have in their culture, which was really fun. And I feel like I learned a bit while watching this series as well. I think a lot of shows are really dark, or even the animated shows I watch on Netflix are kind of dark. Like, I love BoJack Horseman, but it makes me sad after. It's such a good show, but I feel sad after I watch. Whereas Hilda, I realize I watch it with like a stupid grin on my face. Yeah, it just is very easygoing, makes you happy. So do you want to run through some of the main characters, like who you met in this first episode, and then even maybe give our listeners a preview of some future characters that are going to be part of the main cast? You could give segue tours. That was so good. So the show is centered around Hilda, the main character of the show. She's a young, adventurous girl who lives in a remote cabin with her mom, Joanna, or mum in the woods and i believe it's her great grandfather's cabin Mm -hmm. and in the wilderness where they live she interacts with these fantastical creatures some can speak some can't her pet is twig a deer fox which we'll later find out is a species of animal that people think is actually extinct she's friends with someone named woodman who as he sounds is literally like a walking stick figure but like literally sticks And he's actually my favorite character because he reminds me so much of you, BJ. I'm offended. (laughs) Later, she makes friends with these two people, Frida and David, whom you'll meet in later episodes. And am I missing anyone? Oh, she also is friends with an elf named Alpher. Yeah, so that's her kind of posse that she hangs out with. A nice mix of fantastical, strange creatures, along with some humans as well. And I think that really speaks to Hilda's lifestyle. She really loves nature and the world around her. And so she always somehow mixes in these weird, fantastical, mythical things from the past coming up. And she brings that into her life and her friends and family's lives, whether or not they want that to have these strange adventures. Yeah, I actually forgot that I both like Hilda a lot because I love that she's so adventurous and I love any piece of entertainment that will give me, you know, a fearless young woman or really she's a girl, you know, doing it for herself. But she's also the ill gentrifier and (laughs) gentrifier of mythical creatures or fantastical creatures. And she 
really does bring her friends and family into some wild adventures that you'll see later in the season. So I like her, but I also, I don't think that I personally would survive a friendship with her and survive in the literal sense, not, you know, the friendship won't make it. I don't know that I would make it. Yeah, she actually puts people in danger, including herself. Including herself, which is why I kind of like her on the other side, because you know, she's about it. Unfortunately, she makes everyone else around her about it as well. For example, she sketches creatures that she finds in the woods and she comes upon this troll and trolls in the show you'll see are scary creatures who during the day are stone and when the sun goes down, they come to life and are violent. And she ties a bell around the stone troll's nose so as to say, when you hear the bell ring, it means the troll has come to life and you need to run for your life. And The troll chases after her. You think she's in danger. You think it's going to attack her. But it turns out, brief spoiler, that is not a huge part of the plot, that the troll was just annoyed by the bell. And so she reaches up and is like, oh, I can help you with that. And I think it's supposed to be painted as the sympathetic and caring character because she unties the bell that she put on the troll that was bothering it so much in order to relieve its annoyance. And I just, I don't know. I don't think that's a very likable personality trait. Yeah, she has some flaws in her selfish pursuit for adventure. It's like if I stabbed you, but then the the focus of the montage is patching you up. Like, oh, she's so caring. Look at her washing his wounds. It's like, I put them there. Yeah, you may have tried to kill me, but you nursed me back to hell. Yeah, she cares. (laughs) Hilda's one of those people who maybe doesn't think first. And then she has that caring side to her, but it comes as a result of problems that she has already caused. That kind of personality bothers me, but I also like seeing a little girl behave that way because I know that, you know, just in society, young girls are expected to be the mature ones, the quiet ones, and she is the opposite. Yeah, and she gets away with it. She gets away with it. And that also kind of leads into another interaction she has this episode with the elf people. So it turns out her the house that she and her mom live in is surrounded by multiple counties of invisible elf homes. Invisible to people who haven't signed a contract to be able to see them. Correct. You have to file the proper paperwork before you can see them. And so they start attacking Uh, Hilda and her mom to get them to move away because we later find out that like Hilda, her mom, Twig, they've all been like stepping on these people's homes, stepping on the elves, which is very traumatizing. It doesn't hurt them, which is good. But like, you don't want to live in a world where you're constantly being stepped on and just see this giant foot go through you and your family. How unnerving. That would scar you. And she tried to negotiate with them. Well, first she said, I know you can't feel it. And it's like, (laughs) girl, just take a step back and think the next time you're chilling on your couch, some dirty foot just crashes through your ceiling onto your TV. And so now you're looking through this translucent foot trying to catch the latest episode of Scandal. It doesn't work. Yeah. And this is a spoiler. I won't say much more than this, but she does understand how the elves feel later on in the series. Oh, wow. Yeah, she does. Hmm. First, she says, you can't feel it. So why is it a problem? Then she comes around a little bit on the fact that a foot coming through your roof is maybe not the most 
wonderful thing whether or not you can feel it. And then she tries to negotiate with them. She's like, I'll have my mom sign the paperwork and her dear fox to also put his little paw on the paperwork too so he can see them. And we'll cut our lights lower because they said that the lights, I assume from this giant home in comparison to elf homes, are like stadium lights into your home all the time. And she says that she'll keep it down because apparently their voices keep up the babies. But it's like, those are just band-aids to this larger problem of you being this huge interrupting force in the lives of these elves. Exactly. And Hilda's mom suggests that they move to a city, Trollberg, where there are other people. Mm -hmm. But Hilda is like, so against this because she's like, look, I've only known this house. I can't move. We got to make this work. So that's another example of her being kind of stubborn and selfish because the best solution would probably be move to this city and give these elves a break. Give the elves a break could be our rallying cry. I think it's the mom's fault a little bit because it can't be healthy for you to raise your child away from society in a remote cabin Mm -hmm. where that child is only surrounded by creatures that other people think no longer exist. Mm -hmm. So I don't completely blame Hilda for not wanting to change the only way of life that she's familiar with. Mm -hmm. But you're right. It was even ridiculous when the mom said... Let me back up. Before Hilda signed the paperwork, because one of the elf representatives went to her to explain what the issue is with their home being in the middle of the elf neighborhood, they tried scaring them out of the house by sending letters. The letters weren't strong enough. So then the elves ransacked their living room while the, uh, Hilda and her mom were in there. And the mom is like, Hilda, we got to get out of here. We have to move to Trollberg. Hilda protests. And then the mom says, if this happens one more time, (laughs) we are out of here. Yeah. I'm willing to lose all my stuff again. And then I'll leave. And, And only then will I consider leaving. And the mom goes, let's go upstairs, sleep on it, and talk about it in the morning. This is an invisible force ransacking your home. And you're like, oh, let me just take a little nappy nap and deal with this in the a.m. I always talk to you about this beach, but it reminds me of the most ridiculous scene in The Shining where after Jack Nicholson goes crazy and his wife beats him back in the kitchen into that cooler or something, locks him away. She runs upstairs. Her child is in the house, could also be attacked by his father. She runs upstairs and takes a nap. As if like, what a doozy of a day, but he's locked in the fridge and now it's time for me to take a nap. And that's the genesis of that scene where he axes through the door and says, here's Johnny. I've never seen The Shining. Have you seen the scene where he's like, here's Johnny? Yes. So that's that. And she's taking a nap. Yes. He takes an ax to the door to the room in which she's taking a nap. Think about that. Yeah. It's interesting that the elves didn't do a second attack that night while... Hilda and her mom were sleeping. Maybe Alfer intervened because he seems pretty fascinated with humans. And instead of a second attack, maybe that's why he showed up that night after they ransacked the living room to make her sign the paperwork so that she could see the elves. Yeah, Alfred's pretty cool. He is pro-human. He has a very kind of curious mind, kind of like a scientist mixed with a very bureaucratic approach to life where he just wants to learn more take some notes, document. And so that curiousness probably said, hey, let's 
not mess up these humans. I got to learn a little bit more about them. He's the Arthur Weasley of elves. Oh. Very curious, wants to report back, likes humans, values elves more, but just wants to let y'all know what's going on there. Yeah. I relate more to Alfred than the woodman. You are the woodman. You literally said, if you could have a contract for our friendship, you would create one and force me to sign it, which is something Alfred would do if it were a fair contract, but a contract with with you wouldn't be fair, which is why you would be the woodman. Listeners, the woodman is this, the stick figure that we talked about earlier. He uses up Joanna and... Hill does resources, he comes into their house without knocking, and later throughout the season, he is almost like a Sphinx-like character where he holds a lot of information and doles it out to you in small doses when you say the right things to ask for it. Okay, let me ask one question. Yes or no, is the woodman... Mm, Very woodman of you. ...a good friend to Hilda? He is. Okay. BJ, I don't dislike you. But you're the woodman. Thank you for clarifying. (laughs) (laughs) We have been friends for nearly 10 years. I love you, BJ, but you are woodman. Whatever. Who do you think you match up with best? No one. You have the personality of a combination between Frida and David. These are two characters we don't meet in the pilot that will become Hilda's friends when she... I guess that's a spoiler. They will become Hilda's friends. Yes. That's fair. I could see myself as a combo between Frida and David. I'm just nervous to say that because I know David is a little bit of a scaredy cat, but I'm a lot of a scaredy cat. And they somehow channel some bravery to join Hilda on her adventures. And I never would. I think you would get dragged along if you had a Hilda in your life. You're the Hilda in my life, in addition to being the woodman of my life. I guess we're all a combination of different personalities. People are dynamic and so are the characters on Hilda. Hey, me too. What are some other stories about brave young people in new environments? Well, Beach, this episode is brought to you by Audible, which has a huge selection of children's books, ranging from Bridge to Terabithia to Harry Potter to The House with the Clock in Its Walls and more. That's good news for our listeners. And you can go to audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod to get a free 30-day trial membership. Browse their unmatched selection of audio programs and pick a title to download free and start listening. Amazing! That's audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. Happy listening. There is one aspect to the show that's really cool that I like, and you see it a lot throughout the series, and it's an artistic choice. I don't know if you've noticed, but they'll sometimes switch between very detailed renderings of the characters to these very simplistic outlines with like just dots for eyes. They usually do it for distant shots. And I think this is a commentary on other animated series where to save money when they have characters far away or in the background, if you like freeze frame while watching some of these animated shows, you'll see that these artists really just quickly doing some squiggles and a rush job because they're like, this isn't the focus. This is in the background. I don't have to put as much into the character art. But they kind of took that to the next level with Hilda, where they have the full detailed characters we usually see, but then they have this very simple shapes and colors version that they have specifically for distant shots or kind of background moments. And I thought that was really cool because they maintain that kind of clean look and style while being able to remove detail when it's appropriate. I don't know anything about animation, 
but I think Hilda is literally pretty. So <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> I didn't know if it was a question. <laughs> that was just my thought. Oh, that was a very good thought. Thank you. Here's a question you can answer. So, listeners, for this review, we rewatched the pilot. And one of the things we both noticed is that there's a lot of foreshadowing. So, what did you think about that coming back to it and seeing all those extra story details and like hints that the creators put into it? That leads into my rating, actually. So, do you want to go ahead and do that? Let's head into the rating. So, when you and I watch this pilot again, there are so many little pieces that are put into that first episode that they're foreshadowing for the show and really kind of give away pieces of the show that aren't unveiled until the very last episode. Yeah. And I loved those little Easter eggs in that pilot episode. And so I would not only suggest watching again seriously. And for some of our listeners, this pilot might be a little bit slow for you, but it gets really exciting and fun with all of the different creatures after this first episode. So I would not only rate this show would watch again seriously, I would rate it would watch again seriously and maybe revisit the episodes again because they're not long and there's not many. Because watching this pilot made me want to watch the show all over again. I completely agree. I would strongly recommend that you watch this seriously. It's 13 episodes for this first season. It's just a half hour show, but you would definitely get so much more from rewatching it. And I don't yeah. think either of us realize that until literally now. But I think that would just add so much more to the experience of watching it, where once you kind of know what's coming up ahead, you can really see how much attention to detail the creators put into each episode in order to kind of set things up without you even realizing they're setting things up. And this show will just be the bright spot in your day. We've talked about this before on the pilot pod, but it seems like shows are taking a bit of a swing away from dark heroes into being a little bit brighter because the times might be a little bit darker. And this show and other shows that are just literally brightly colored, but also positive will also brighten your day. Yeah. Even though we said Hilda has some personality flaws and leads to some trouble for her and her friends and family. And it's just very enjoyable. It's not going to stress you out. You'll just be happy. Yes. You'll watch it with a grin on your face like we do. Well, I think that wraps it up. We both are a positive yes. You all should go watch it. I love when we agree. Another happy moment reviewing a happy show. So if you want to find some other shows you might enjoy, head to our website, thepilotpodcast.com. And you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And please be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a review. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at The Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast. And you can send thoughts, feedback, questions, fantastical creatures. Ooh, which fantastical creatures or mythical creatures BJ and I would be to ask the pilot podcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us on wildfireradio.com. Thanks for listening.